Hey everybody, welcome back to Dice and Virtue. Here we are again this week. I am your host and Dungeon Master Dylan. I make a lot of really dumb choices for my compatriots to deal with. Uh, and those compatriots are one Mr. Old CW. How did you guys get past my secretary? Uh, she just let us in. I God cut her Karen. feet off. God damn it, Karen. Well, there was that, uh, I mean, it makes it hard for her to do much when she doesn't have feet. So Whatever, this is still coming up in her quarterly review. Hi, all my buddies. Hi! Um, OCW plays one Kehalanya Aborzin Vinyaya. You did it! You said the whole name! Yeah! We were practicing the other day. <laughs> um, oh, we were practicing because a friend of mine actually listened, and she was like, I don't know how to pronounce this. Kalanya Smashman and yeah yeah yeah. Yep, that's the, that's, the yeah, that's, the, that's the phonetic reception. Actually, that's a perfect alternate transliteration. Thank um, you. That other voice you hear is one Miss Christina, who is playing a one bad druid Gwenoa. <laughs> is she a bad said. enough druid to save the president's daughter? No, no. Ah, uh, she's Sorry, bad. President. She's bad in the context of not very good. Yeah, under flaws, I have not good at druiding. <laughs> um. So, as we left off last time... Oh, uh, yeah. We we solved your tree puzzle with yeah. extreme prejudice. <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> uh, you burned down a tree, um, and... In our defense, the tree had it coming. Uh, it did. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say that that tree was a good tree. No, bad tree. Bad tree. Uh, bad tree got burned to the ground, um, and then Gwenoa entered her own moonlight fire to... Uh, Retrieve a staff before the specter could, um, and that staff you have now finished a short rest, and so you know that staff is called the Life Drinker. Ooh, oh, that bodes. I have written a nice little card for it, so I'm just going to read that now. This gnarled staff of elder wood, topped by a large black pearl, may be used as a magical quarter staff. When you make a melee attack with this weapon, you may spend one charge. To add two d10 necrotic damage to the attack. Holy cuz! When you do, half that amount is stored within the head of the staff, which begins to swirl with red light. You may expend one charge to restore that many hit points to one target within thirty feet. Ooh! The staff contains six charges and regains one d6 charges per day at dawn. What do you mean by charges? So meaning it has six uses inherently. Okay. And then, um, as you spend them. Every day at dawn, you roll a d6, mm -hmm. and you restore that many uses. Nice. Nice. And it costs one use to apply necrotic damage, and it costs one use to heal somebody. Alright. So this would have been a bad thing to have in the Spectre's hand. Possibly. Under equipment, I'm going to put cool cord. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've been thinking about the Spectre a lot, and as and as we discussed shortly after we stopped recording last time, which is actually frustrating, because it was, it was good conversation... Like, the Spectre hasn't been hostile at all to us. It's been creepy. Yeah. I mean, and not yet, though. It, yeah, that's that's an important preposition. You're not wrong. I know. After the last episode, I think he's... I don't know, he, he, he no, creeps okay. me out a lot. Like, after I attempted to speak Druidic to him, and then he just started, like, mouthing it back. He's watching us and learning from us, and I don't know how much he wants to learn before he's finished with us. And that's what scares me. Gah. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, if you remember, he just kind of watched as the battle went on. He sure and did. And then 
just kind of screamed. Okay, so you got that, and we leveled up, didn't we? Yes. yes. The party is That's now awesome. fourth level. That's really cool. That makes me happy. Um, the guidelines for per session experience and leveling up in the book say something along the lines of you should be leveling up after every session uh, for the first, like, five levels, and then after that it's every two or three. Really? That seems yeah. super fast. Well, the the expectation there is that you're playing for four, six, eight hours at a time. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, no. Which is why I've been doing it kind of every other episode for this, because sure. it's, you know, every couple of hours. So. Well, Dylan. Yo! Uh, we've hit level four, and that means, uh, we get a little something special. Isn't there a, a thing that happens at level four? Yeah, so you get a, um, you get an ability score adjustment, which means that you can raise one of your six ability scores by two, or two of them by one. Or you can trade that for a feat, which I know Gwenoa has done. Yep. Uh, Gwenoa chose the Spell Sniper feat. Yeah. Which lets her learn a spell from any spell list and treat it as a spell of her own class. Nice. Um, of first level, I think? Uh, yeah. Uh, and then it doubles the range of any range increment mentioned in a spell. Whoa. So anything that says range 120 feet... Now says 240 feet. Yowza. Yeah, it's it's pretty bonkers. Does um, she have to choose the spell? Is it just like the one spell ever? No, no, no. Or? That applies to every spell. No, I thought it... Spell sniper, that... The the range... No, it's only... Yeah, because it said you, you said learn one from yeah. anywhere. When you cast a spell that requires you to make an attack roll, the spell's range is double. Oh, okay. Oh! Your ranged spell attacks ignore half cover and three quarters cover, which is also relevant. And you learn one cantrip that requires an attack roll, and that can be from any. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So that's list. that's a permanent one. She chooses yeah. that now, and it's that forever. That was my question. Okay. I yeah. didn't even realize that's what I did. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh snap. That's, that's strong. I need to find the. Uh, also, your it, did your yeah you have your max HP. Never mind. Yep. Uh, so yeah, your as normal your HP goes up. You get yep. some kind of class feature probably. Lanya's up to thirty six. That's pretty good. Um, nice. Yeah. So. You leveled up. What did you choose, Mr. Hills? Well, okay, so here's the thing. Lanya's signature weapon, her Ravach, which, uh-huh. if uh, you listeners just want to Google Botleth real quick, B-A-T-L-E-T-H, that's that's basically what it is. Um, it started out as a farming implement, because it's, yeah. it's basically like a scythe. So she's, she's used to using it to harvest um, tall stock and a bunch of different grains and things as they've been walking along. And so she hasn't really been using it as a weapon very well. And she's been trying to figure out, especially with this last battle against the tree, when it was just like, yeah, thunk. And that's this is really all <laughs> she managed to do. It was kind of frustrating. So she's been trying to figure out how to use this item better as a weapon and less as a farm implement. Okay. And the mechanical uh, expression of that is that she has taken the feat uh, Martial Adept. Ooh. Which, it's really, really freaking cool. I've been excited about it since, like, the first session. Um, What's it do? It, what it does is it lets me um, poach, not, not unlike Spell Sniper, actually. Um, it allows me to poach two Battlemaster maneuvers from the fighter's Battlemaster archetype. Okay. And it gives me a single superiority die to use to spend those. And the two, yeah, I'll, I'll get to it in a second. Um, <laughs> the two that I chose were Repost, 
which allows me to, when an enemy tries to hit me with a melee weapon attack and misses, I can spend my superiority die and make a melee weapon attack against them and add the die roll from it. Nice. It's really cool. And the way I'm picturing that is since, since my Ravak is essentially this big, like, it, it's, it's like, it's a parenthesis. So it's just yep. this big curve. So the way I'm picturing it is if like an, an enemy tries to hit me and they don't meet the roll, I catch it on the curve and I just kind of manipulate that and sling up and use the momentum and then just swing in and probably gut them. It's pretty cool. Nice. And, uh, the other thing I got is, uh, goading attack. And Ooh. what that does is I get up in somebody's grill and you if get I to hit them, butt heads with somebody and I then really establish do. dominance. Yes. It's, uh, it's not unlike the <laughs> that was fighters a goat mark. joke. It sure was. <laughs> it sure was. And I'm glad you pointed it out because I didn't want to have to wait nine weeks until this is released to catch that and then be really mad and start yelling at myself at work when I'm supposed to be working, but actually I'm listening to podcasts. Yep. Um, anyway, what goading attack does is I do. I get up in somebody's grill and if I hit him with a, uh, with a melee weapon attack, I can spend my superiority die, of which I only have one, and add that extra damage to it. And then I get to like mock them or insult them. <laughs> Or basically just do like a bring it on. and Which they, we do anyway. Which we do anyway. So I might as well be getting something mechanical out of it. Yeah. And until the start of my next turn, that enemy has disadvantage on all attacks against any fool out there that ain't me. That's pretty dope. It's bitchin', dude. That's one of my favorite things is any game mechanic that is like, you just talk some shit and it does some stuff. Like, exactly. um, which is basically the entire class for Bard is like... There's a cantrip that you get that is your basic damage dealer thing for combat, just called Vicious Mockery. Yeah, I made fun of him so hard, he died. Well, then I frisbeed this across the room. Edit point! <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway. Oh, and it is worth noting that, like, the Battlemaster archetype has, like, all these cool maneuvers they can do, and there's a million different ones, and they use superiority dice as fuel for those. Yeah. And their superiority dice are D8s, because that's their thing. Mine is only a D6, which is fair. But I can take this feat multiple times, and every time I do, I get two more maneuvers and another D6. Which I don't know that I'm gonna do, but it's cool that I can. Yeah. Uh, and it's worth noting, you get four chances yeah. to get a feat. So, yeah. the, like, they're really powerful, for one thing, but also in very short supply, so... Right. Also, something you and I talked about just a little bit, and we're we're getting a little mechanical in this intro. We should probably get to stabbing things soon. But something right. we we did talk about that I think is interesting in this edition is because we took these feats instead of taking stat bumps, we're level four now, and all of our stats except our HP have remained the same. Yep. Which is which is interesting because previous editions have been very very much about making sure your numbers go up in the ways that you want and need them to. And you get better at hitting things, get better at yep. not getting hit, whatever. And uh, this one's really more about using what you have in better ways. Right, which I think is super interesting because um, the the same thing goes for monsters. As the challenge rating goes up, like, they get more hit points, but most of the AC floats around 13 to 17, Right. Usually, like, you see a dragon and it has an AC of, like, 26 or something dumb, and you're like, right. well, shit, I don't want to fight that. But, um, but, yeah, for the most part, all of the numbers kind of stay the same, and it's just, it's just a lot of mechanical differences where it's like, oh, this guy can cast a spell that just petrifies you. 
Right. Like, you get three saves against it that if you fail, you're just gone. You're just right. made of stone. Saves until somebody, un- until somebody, like, casts Wish on you and you're fine. But whatever. Right. Like, and that's not, like, 4th edition was very, very much a numbers game, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. 4th has taken a lot of static, but, like, if you and your homies want to play a really great tactical strategy game, if you're all on board with that and playing it correctly, you're going to have a good time in 4th. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but I, I really like what 5th has done in terms of number scaling, because it's not... it, And, and this goes for magical weapons as well. When you make... Uh, like, standard magical equipment isn't just, you get a plus one with this thing. It's, this is a sword that when you hit somebody with it does a bunch of extra damage and something cool. Right. Like, that's, that's, I think, super interesting because it means that I can give that weapon to somebody who's fourth level or somebody who's 18th level. Right. Either way, they're going to be effective and they're going to find it useful, depending on what the effect is. I'm listening to Critical Hit, which is the first D&D podcast I ever listened to. Still my first love, despite the fact that they're still in 4th edition, which is ridiculous. And, like, five years in, all of their characters are in the 20s. And Rodrigo's handing out, yeah, these level 17 elven boots of speed. That's, that's just ridiculous. And and kind of to this point, um, Mrs. C- other, other Casey over there, hi. Yes, hello. Th- this is This has kind of been your first experience with D&D, hasn't it? Yeah. So yeah. what's I mean, one of the one of the virtues that's been extolled about fifth edition, especially, is that it has a really easy entry point and learning curve. So what's what's that been like? Like Dylan and I have been talking this math and this language literally our entire friendship. So yeah. it's a second language to us. But as, I think as a, I think our friendship started by me walking up to Casey and saying, "You play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons, don't you?" Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was literally it. And yeah. then he whipped a D20 out of his pocket. Yep. Nice. <laughs> sure did. Good old blue D20 that doesn't have a name. I mean, Which I've carried I... in my pocket since 2008. Go ahead. Nice. I thought this would be a lot more difficult than I realized, because, like, any time you ever see D&D featured in, like, a show or a movie, it's always, like, people are rolling, like, 50 different die at once and, like, right. calculating this ridiculous number and then spewing all these, like mathematical words and you're like what it's just all in leap by the way it seems mathematical words in any given uh in any given representation of D in mm-hmm. any media ever it seems super impenetrable yeah yeah and there's this big fear built around it because of that but yeah, yeah. no you just you sit down and make some shit up is mostly well, what it is yeah and, I, and mostly I you just kind of roll a d20 yeah you mostly really do I think a big part of that, though, maintaining the insular appearance of the game and the community is the fact that for the longest time, and there's been a lot of discussion about this lately in games journalism, um, for the longest time, it was kind of like the last bastion of the nerdy. Like, as as more and more things became more mainstream and more acceptable, it was finally, well, at least we don't play Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. And now we've shifted that down to LARPers, but well, still. Yeah. It and- still <laughs> seems like this really archaic, just old and weird thing that people don't really want to touch anymore because there's no real point to doing it right in most people's eyes because like if you want to play a video game or an rpg you can just go like play final fantasy or something to the same effect right but But. through but through wildly different paths to get there which yeah and that's i think that's what makes tabletop gaming interesting to me is yeah, you could go play Final Fantasy, but Final Fantasy is going to be the same Final Fantasy every time. Yeah, exactly. You're going to build a party of a fighter, a white mage, a black mage, and a thief, and you're going to go fight Garland 
Yeah. And you're going to go fight some goblins, and you're going to get a boat, and you're going to get an airship, and you're going to get a canoe. Yeah. Like, it's the same game every time you play it. Whereas, even running the same campaign is going to be different depending on players and depending on what the, what those players have chosen for their characters. Oh, yeah. And, and that's, that's why I love Dungeons and Dragons is because it's, it's a structured way in which to tell a story in a collaborative way. And that's what people don't seem to, that's what never gets portrayed in anything ever is like, yes, there are a lot of dice involved and sometimes there's math, but the crux of the thing is that it's a storytelling thing. Like we get together and we talk in the voices of these weird, dumb osteoporosis laden (laughs) characters that we've come up with. And then sometimes they throw lances of fire and surprise the shit out of you. Yeah. I think that's what? (laughs) Who's got osteoporosis? Yeah, we go Arden. cover this all the time. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I keep thinking he's got he weak has bones. osteogenesis imperfecta. Yep. I'm sorry. My bad. I think that's <laughs> Whichever. what is so interesting about this game is that like this is so different from any like fantasy based game or novel that I've ever read or played. Like, I genuinely don't know where any of this is going, and it's frightening, but also super exciting. It's yeah. like a- improv that I actually enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> structured improv that's actually fun. Well, structured-ish improv. Yeah. So, um all that said, like we could we could have our own podcast about game design and about what makes gaming interesting to us. And we just might. <laughs> yeah. Um I but mean, that's I propose the whole like Q&A after this like season is finished that we actually just sit down and talk through yeah. all this and oh, actually get to know all the things that we missed <laughs> that Dylan <laughs> had planned for episodes. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we're here to actually play the game. Yeah, so that. 20 minutes into this podcast, let's get to it. I'm Yay. very excited. Um, I That same D20 that I've been carrying in my pocket for eight years now or however long, it, it ain't been working for me in, in this here game. It's just... <laughs> And I don't, I don't know if I've worn the edges off or if it's just full of the mojo of the mundane world or whatnot, but I had my shorter half select a new D20, uh, for me from a box full of loose dice I have. So is, here's is, hoping it works. Is your shorter half actually shorter than you? Oh god, yes. She's so small. You, you are both diminutive. How tall know, are you, I'm Casey? Not a, I'm not a tall man. I'm 5'8 and change. <laughs> it's because Aww. I took a lot of steroids when I was small because asthma, and I realized the story is just getting cuter as we go along. So let's, so I've, cute. <laughs> Tiny <laughs> buff Casey. I forget how small Casey is because he has a big personality. Anyway, okay. um, oh by the way, um, what's up in the reality entertainment industry where I worked for a little bit? Uh-huh. Um, if, if anyone ever describes someone as having a big personality, it usually means they're super black, but the person saying it isn't comfortable enough to say so. Ah. Amazing. Yeah, the so, racism is fantastic. Um, it really isn't. But, so, you guys have uh, defeated a tree. Yeah! Fuck that tree. Uh, Timber, you've a- bitches! You've acquired a staff, which Lumber is now Gwenoa's possession. Um... And you guys are now still just kind of chilling in the middle of this blight. What you guys want to do? Did the do? blight not end because we killed the heart of the blight? Uh, it will take time for okay. the forest to heal itself fully, but it is on the road to recovery now that the blight has ended. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I think a long rest would probably be in order, because we t- we've taken a short rest, so you can suss out what, what the life drinker does. 
Yeah. But um, I think we should probably just call it a night and rest up because we are spent. Yeah, like find some nice safe patch of the forest to just lay down. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you want to walk back the way you came or do you want to just keep heading west? Yeah. Why don't we why don't we find that same grove where we where we prepared before battle? Yeah, that's what I wanted to do as well. I mean, that's still in the blight. Okay, then let's not go back into the blight. Yeah, a little yeah. further away uh, from the blight. Yeah, we'll find a find the closest uh, the closest holiday in westward. <laughs> All right, so you continue traveling west. Um, the forest, uh, as as you make your way further and further away from the heart of the blight, uh, the forest returns to its greenery. Um, the large yellow pustules get smaller and smaller. Uh, until they are just no longer present. Um, you make your way out into the healthy forest, um, and you come to a small clearing that would make for a good campsite. I assume you make camp. We make yeah. camp. We definitely make camp. Start a fire. Yep. Um, get a get a stew going. Hell yeah. Good uh, post-battle stew. stew. Yeah. It's yeah. dinner potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Entirely uh, different beast. Of course, yes. Of course. Um, How's Arden doing? He was he was pretty whooped from that spell. He, he is plum tuckered. Oh, he is just funny. Oh, hey, one of us have to carry him. <laughs> uh, you can like if you want, little, like a little yeah. backpack. <laughs> we're all messed up, and we're like, "It's okay, buddy. We'll carry you all the way through." Even yep. though you have probably the most hit points of all of us right now. I just picture him draped over Gwen's arm like a towel. Yep. <laughs> Um, the Spectre Crow, uh, rides oh, yeah. on Gwenoa's shoulder. This fucking guy. Ugh. Um. Oh, sorry. Nice fucking guy. Kehalanya, um, I assume is doing some kind of prayer ceremony. Yeah, she's, uh, grown a little closer with the ancestors. At third level, she took her paladin oath. Um, which I'll work up something fancy for later, but, uh, basically, up to, up to, the, up to this point, she's been just kind of tallying ho and doing good deeds and trying to find out what's going on, but when you take your oath, that's when you really, that's when you seal the paladin deal. Um, and I, I treated the journey through third level and up to fourth as just kind of the circuitous completion of that, sort of sealed by the, uh, the creation of her wrist tattoo holy symbol, which um, I've only got one layer of that so far, and it's just the names of her parents, Abhors and then Vinyaya, and her brother, Tafir. Which, uh, by the way, we realized uh, after the last episode that you do, in fact, have a holy symbol. Yeah. yeah. We re listened to episode one, and you have um, Duckleberry Finn. I sure do. Yep. Yeah, I've got Duckleberry Finn, but you know, that was just sort of a generalized, hey, these are the holy symbols, and this is like her personal yeah. icon, yeah. her personal uh talisman sort yeah. of thing. The tattoo thing is super cool though, so Thank you. I You're I welcome. Thought, I thought it was neat. So she's only got one layer and she'll add to that as she yeah. as she gains levels and does whatever the hell it is her ancestors want her to do. Um so yeah, so that's going on. She's trying to commune with her ancestors, probably gonna fall asleep in the middle of it. Fair. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, as you um, take your places around the fire um, before settling down into the night's rest. Wait, I haven't done anything yet. What would you like yeah. to do? I do would like stuff. to go, yeah, I would like to go find, if I can, medicinal herbs. 
just to pick with me and my creepy buddy. Alrighty, make for me a medicine check. Uh, you roll a d20. Uh-huh. You add, I believe, medicine is going to be a wisdom check. Okay. Uh, and then you're proficient in it, so you get your proficiency bonus. Aw, oh, heck. So it's like nine. Alright. Uh, a nine isn't great. Yeah. Uh, but you do manage to scrounge up some, uh, some nice roots that you Yay. could use to make a, some a, king's oil. a pleasant tea. Alright. Are they medicinal at all, or are they just herby? They herby. They purport to have medicinal properties. Awesome. I'm just gonna keep them in a pocket somewhere. Alright. Um, so as, as the party is settling down, uh, around the fire to enjoy your hearty breakfast, or hearty dinner potatoes, I'm sorry, um, Hearty dinner potatoes and tea. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's the most important meal of the nighttime. Arden makes a point of pulling a journal out of um, out of a pocket inside of his robes. And he opens it up and he flips through it and he says, All right, so I've I've been thinking about this uh this Ashenlands plan that you guys came up with. Yeah. So, there's a couple of problems with it. Um, number one... Is, is one of them called Whiny Elf Companion? Well... That's what I was gonna ask. Uh, you guys, look, I'm trying to help out here. <laughs> Lanya just looks at Gwen and does, like, a back and forth, you and me, same page. Um, I'm just... No, go on, go on, I, we're just busting your chops, what's up? I'm just saying, number one, we don't know where we are. Fair. We're in a forest. We uh, Also fair. We don't know how far away the Ashenlands are. Point. And... Even once we get there, the Ashenlands are big and empty. Like, what do you plan to do when we get there? Walk around a bit? What? Maybe? Find something? Well, How trust, is... in the, trust in the guidance of my ancestors. They'll tell us which way to go. Will they? Yeah. Probably. I, they haven't been terribly helpful. Okay, well, like, I was just figuring out how to interact with them and, and hear what they were trying to tell me. And let, let me tell you, when... When we encountered that that blight tree, um, I could I could feel it, like even when I wasn't looking at it, I could feel it like a pressure on on the side of me old me old dome piece here, and that is the mechanical expression of Lanya's ability to sense aberrant creatures at sixty paces. Hmm, so, nice. as 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 I'm getting better and better at hearing what my ancestors are trying to tell me, I'm getting some kind of medieval fantasy equivalent of radar. Up in here. <laughs> and I think that's gonna start to be more useful as I liberate more power from my ancestors. Lanya is a compass, you see. Uh, She's the northern star. Okay. I mean, I guess... what. So, I guess my biggest concern is, like, what... So, the planar membrane is stopping your folks from going to their... Spirit yes. home. Yes. So, like, what do you... How are you going to solve that? Well, I suppose it depends upon the nature of the problem. If the entire... What did you call it? The calcification of the planar membranes? Sure, that's a valid term. Yeah, like, if that whole thing can be resolved, that's cool. And I'd, I'd like to do that, because I'm sure that I'm not the only one having problems with this. But... If we can't resolve the entire thing, I'd be very happy with just finding, like, a weak spot or a partition and just... Because I'm, I'm well aware that my ancestors, like, in terms of deific ability and scale on the theological spectrum, we're, we're not super huge. So 
if we could just find some way to get them where they need to go. That's my direct goal right now. So if we can get that done somehow, then we can face the larger problem. Because if we can do something on a small scale, we can do it on a large scale. I mean, that's fair enough. That's the 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 logic behind any proof of concept that the Arcanum's ever done. So, sure. But I still... That's it's a very vague plan. Yeah, your plan is figure it out, but how yep. are you going to do that? By figuring it out, I reckon. What well, do you have anything? Do you have any ideas? Well, mm-hmm. I mean, all of my uh, contacts and all of my ability to do any kind of research were stripped away from me uh, when a couple of ruffians decided to mess up the face of one of the people I respect the most. And now I'm in exile from not only my own, uh, home that I bought and paid for, but also the only other home I ever knew. So I feel like you're being really passive aggressive right now. That's not me. That doesn't sound like me at all. I don't know why, because from my perspective, we saved you. I'm sure from Lana's perspective, we saved you as well, but You know, that's fine, I guess. We're just ruffians that yeah. blew up an old lady's face, which we didn't actually even do. No, so. I'm I'm a fluffian, actually, so I, I resent that. <clears throat> just take a sip of her tea. <laughs> Passive-aggressive sip. In any event, like, look, I respect your point. We don't have a hard plan, but look, we've got you. We've got useful book knowledge, man. We've got us who are good at punching and good at ancestor stuff. And, oh, hey, we've got... um. We've got old Creepy McShadowface. Where, where is Creepy McShadowface, Dylan? Uh, he is uh, perched up in a nearby tree, and you hear his little tiny crow body go, yep. You there, you upsetting shadow bird. You know anything uh, about the Ashenlands? Um, it takes wing and soars over uh, just in front of you and sort of and begins flapping to hover in What's front that? of you. And then it just remains completely still, just hanging in the air in front of you. Um, and it... God, that's extra upsetting, and I can't really... It really is, why. the fact that like, it just... Because it's, it's uh, not natural. It's not. Well, and I sense. feel like... I feel like what it is, is him putting on, like, a costume or a disguise or something that makes it so we can handle what we're looking at, but, like, yeah. not caring enough to do a really good job of it. It's kind of like... it. He's not actually inhibiting the body of the bird, but rather, like, somehow manipulating it. Yeah. Ugh. That's real bad. Anyway, okay. Uh, the, the crow cocks its head, um, and it's, uh, it's, it's crow eyes, um. Eyes now or eye? Eyes, when okay. it's, when it's a crow. Uh, it's crow eyes, uh, actually are covered in feathers. And Gross. then the one large eye opens at the top of its head. You are just the most upsetting little fella. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the Ashen lands. Do you know anything? You're, you're at least like an avatar of some kind of death god, if I piece this together correctly. And they seem like a place that is very nearly dead. So, you got, like, anything? Ashen lands? Um, bum bum. I flipped through my notes. Do 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 do. <laughs> nice. Do 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 do. Um, it repeats something that you have heard before. Ashen lands forged by fire lands. Right. Oh, that's that's what you. Okay. All right. Um, if we get there, 
Will you be able to guide us to like anything? Like a uh, its head, its its eye rattles around in a circular pattern, Barf. and then f- and then fixates on the staff that Gwenoa holds, and it says, "Payment, ah, payment on delivery." I think that's not guaranteed, though. No, not the staff. No, we'll we'll Dude. figure we'll figure something out. But we've established now yeah. that our bargain is sound in principle, and now we're just haggling over price. Okay. Speaking of which, um, I picture the staff life drinker as, did you guys see Kung Fu Panda 3? No. It's real good! Like, I don't know why it didn't get any love. That's not the point of the story. Anyway, um, there's a staff in there that, uh, that Ugwe has that's like a, like the, the, the Taiju, the, you know, the yin yang symbol, but one yeah. of the dots is just floating in air because magic turtle. Anyway, that's what I'm picturing, but with the black pearl. Moving on! Um, Okay, see? Like, he could theoretically help us, Arden, and, like, it's something to do. Like, we can head to the Ashen Lands and try to do a thing, and that's better than sitting here lamenting the loss of the Arcanum and my entire people and Gwen's worldview. I mean, I guess... I guess that's something of a plan, is let the Eldritch Horror uh, guide us. Let me put it this way, Arden, you like to learn, right? I, well, yeah. You're a learner, yeah? Just think of all the secrets that are to be found in the ocean lines. It's a big gray waste of empty nonsense. It, as far as you know. How does you know? Well, yeah, I mean... Have you ever been there? Well, no. Do you know anybody who has? Well, no, but I've read so the, the accounts. The accounts? Okay. okay. Well, wouldn't you like to verify for yourself? Or are you happy just reading other people's research? I thought, I'm happy reading other people's research. I, I always have been. That's oh, how that backfired. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's how studying was supposed to go. I study I the planar membrane not. and the higher planes. I don't study big, gray, empty disaster zones. Okay, well, what is another plane of existence except for a big, gray, empty place? Uh, well. For one thing, there's Mechanus, which is a large mechanical structure calculating an impossible uh, solution to an unanswerable question. Okay, well, we went to a small pocket of an empty place, so... What? The void <laughs> place. What void place? Did we not yeah, tell we... you about that one? I, I thought we told him. I was we told Songhammer, we were told you him. not paying attention? Did you not listen to anything we said in that meeting? I don't think you ever told me about a void place. We told Songhammer oh, okay. about it. Oh, that void place. Yep. Uh, that was a vision. That wasn't you going there. I mean, we were kind of just floating around for a bit. Yeah, prove it, guy. What? All right. How do you know where we were? We didn't ask Songhammer. We we did, we did not. We, we did a lot of things to Songhammer, but asking wasn't one of them. <laughs> you no. were affected by a barrier that was supposed to utterly destroy you, and you were given a vision because of an interaction with a magical artifact that you hold. I, I can't imagine that you were teleported somewhere. We might have been. And then we're just brought back to the same place. Maybe just in spirit, like. What? Maybe we were just taken there in spirit. Maybe our astral bodies are some such nonsense. Look, if the walls between worlds are solidifying, who knows what other rules are suddenly up for grabs. You know, fair enough. Sure, yeah. whatever. Anyway, Arden, I don't, I don't want to argue with you. You raise valid points, such as we don't really have a plan. But I also raise valid points, such as everything's worked out pretty well so far and only works out better as we go along. 
I mean, does it? You just nearly died trying to burn down a tree. But we didn't. And the tree's burned down. Uh, I got a staff from it. Not a very good druid, are you? Shakes a staff. You know what? <laughs> Listen. Take joy in burning trees. All right. I take joy I, in burning a, a tree, tree that was hurting the other trees. There you go. That Sacrifice for the many. Bully. Get a narrow dart and you shouldn't like bullies. Uh, well. Yeah. I don't much like you two, so... Okay. Not bullies, we've helped you so many times. Uh, you don't have well. to like us for us to be your friends, Arden. Anyway, so how about we we sleep on it, we rest up, we'll head towards the Ashen Land, and you know what, if we if we think of a better plan, if we find some better prospects, if something more workable presents itself, then we'll reevaluate. But for now, Ashen Land Hole is about all we've got. Alright, I guess. Unless you know where there's like a weird pagoda. Do you know about any um, weird pagodas? I don't. Okay, so Ashenland's home. Alright, yeah. Uh, but, you know, maybe that's something we should look into. That's Pagodas? maybe... That's, Who are we gonna ask? I don't... There's gotta be a city somewhere, right? Just go around asking, do you have a pagoda in your city? Well, no, I'm saying cities usually have Pagodas. libraries or bookstores or right. important people who would All know right. important things. Okay, well, we could hit yeah. a city on the way to the Ashenland. Yeah, well, I see, yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Hey, Creepy McShadowface. Could you, like, you can fly, can, could you, like, go up and and go up until you see a city nearby and just point us in the direction? I'll pay you a thing. Um, it, uh, one of the still hovering crow's wings, uh, uh, materializes a hand at the end of it. Gross. Uh, which it reaches out towards you. Oh, oh payment first, I see, Okay. Will you accept payment in the form of a secret? Uh, the hand retreats and the, uh, smile that you have seen so many times now, uh, appears on the crow's chest. Gross. And the entire face just becomes a giant ear. What? For it to listen to the secret. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so I, t- I take it as meaning that this, that he accepts my offer. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Fair enough. Then I whisper in and I tell the crow monster uh, Lanya's deepest, darkest secret. Which is? Well, uh, alright. The specter gets to know, not us. Yeah, well, Dylan is the specter. I mean, just text it to him then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will. I'll text you Lanya's deepest, darkest secret. I don't think that's something I should get to know. And see, look at you. You've got such great gaming instincts. You're already separating player knowledge and character knowledge, and some people don't Thank ever you. do that. I gotta. You right. gotta. Uh, you whisper Lanya's deepest, darkest secret to the specter. Yeah. Can uh, I make a deception roll? Absolutely. He might get <laughs> angry. <laughs> deepest, darkest yeah. secret. All right, I I'm going to use my deception like roll here on my, uh, on my super bitchin' whiteboard character sheet from Topedoco. Let's see here. From Tapatio? roll. Oh, so okay. Topedoco wasn't a joke? I thought it was. <laughs> No, Topedoco is very real. Okay. <laughs> Terrifyingly real. Okay, um, that is actually going to be a 13. Yeah, a 13. Alright, um, you whisper this, uh, lie. False. Blatant lie. Yeah. False statement to It's the Arden's deepest secret. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Spectre's mouth twists into a frown. Shit. Um, and then it smiles again, and it raises high up into the air, 
uh, and it is gone for uh, of a while. Sure. You, in fact, do not see it again before um, before you go to sleep. Uh, uh, I don't like the idea of sleeping with him just gone somewhere. I don't. Okay. Either. Um, you know what? Here, if we all go to sleep, um, can Lanya make, like, protection circles around folk? Uh, circles of protection are actual spells that oh, that's are fair. of, like, fourth or fifth level or something. Okay, never so, mind then. Alright. Um, you right. might have some kind of paladin ward stuff right. in your spell list somewhere, but I wouldn't know it offhand. All good. Yeah, yeah don't worry about it. Okay, then let's just go to sleep and wait for Creepy McFeather face to get back. Yeah. Should they sleep in shifts? That's probably a good call. Well, Arden's an, Arden's a half-elf, so he does need to sleep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I thought half-elves don't need to sleep. I think it's something along the lines of, like, four hours spent in a meditative trance. Yeah. yeah. Counts as a full rest. So, Gwen doesn't have to sleep sleep being a half-elf herself. Oh, neato. Okay. Yep. Well, then y'all can just trade off on that while Lanya yep. gets a full night's Z's. Pretty much. Oh, yes. Gonna be so rested and pretty. Um, you wake the next day, just after dawn. Hey, next day, wake up. I'm waking the next day. I hate you a lot. Um, the specter has returned. What's up? Uh, and it, um, it returned during Arden's watch. Sure. Uh, Arden the worst fell asleep. possible time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he did. Good job. Um, Good nice job, buddy. Arden. Oh, so he can sleep. The they can, but they don't have to. Fair enough. The specter has assumed the shape of a man uh, with the one large eye for a head. Yep. Um, and it just stands watching you. Yep. Um, <laughs> Dylan, are you going to tell me whether or not that deception roll worked? <laughs> Uh, Probably not. The well, cryptic smile to you too. <laughs> the um, uh, the specter simply stands and watches you uh, as you go about your morning preparations. Sure. Okay. Um. Hi. Good morning. Have a breakfast potato. Hand him a breakfast yeah. potato, but to his chest because that's where his mouth is. Yeah, it's full of Captain Crunch and jelly. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> uh, the mouth opens. Um, and the long tongue extends, uh, and it, it just sort of hangs there and waits for you to put the potato on the tongue. Wait, make a deal I, first. I, what, like what kind? Uh, ask him if he found a city. No, well, no, cause I already. Yeah, but uh, that doesn't mean he's going to sh- bring us to a city. Okay. Um, he could very well bring us to a giant pit. Okay, I also, yeah, like a city from 3,000 years ago or some shit. Okay, yep. yeah. Right, yeah, you're not wrong. Good thinking, good thinking. Okay. Um, I offer this potato with its crunchy, iron-rich breakfast cereal and artisanally jammed jam <laughs> in good faith and in the hope that you will tell me where a presently extant city is. And she uh, places the the spud on the outstretched tongue. Uh, the tongue rolls up around the potato and recedes into the specter's uh, chest. Um, and then it raises one arm and High points, five. Uh, it points to the northeast. 
Quilly Lonnie just high fives it before it points. Oh, immediately. <laughs> like, like, yeah, no, it's a reflex. <laughs> oh, God. Could you imagine it trying to learn how to high five and just sitting there behind us, just like. Aww. Or like trying to high five someone else, just breaking their arm off their body. <laughs> Arden. Yeah, probably Arden. Rest in pieces, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Alright, Northeastern. Oh. Um, let's see here. North, east. All right, guys. Uh, let's go find a city. I reckon. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. good for it. Cool. So we we strike camp, and uh, we we head northeast. Okay. Uh, you travel through the forest for the most part of the morning. Um, around about eleven o'clock, you're you're coming to the edge of the forest. Uh, the the trees begin to. Uh, uh, part ways, the, the foliage is much less dense. Um, there is, uh, in the distance, rising above the trees, you can see a wisp of black smoke. Ooh. That doesn't um, look like a good thing. Well, I mean, it could be like industrial smoke or something. Traveling towards yeah. that would take you due north, uh, or okay. you can continue just walking northeast. How bit is it just literally just a tiny wisp of smoke? Yeah, it's just kind of a plume. A single plume. Ah. All right. Let's investigate. The, I, I would like to investigate that yeah, plume. Yeah, I would too. You, th- you down? You down? All yeah, right. Yeah, I kind of want to investigate the plume because it could be a number of things. Like, it could just be an industrial thing or it could also be a bad thing is happening over yonder. Exactly. It could be any number of things. Let's find out which one. Alrighty. We do that. Great. At the edge of the forest, you find the source of the rising smoke, the chimney of a small cabin. A waist-high wooden fence blocks in a well-kept garden, and the front door is carved with intricate druidic symbols. Ooh. Hey! Read sort me a of, thing, Gwen. Sort of what you would think of as, like, Celtic knots and, and stuff yeah. like that. Ooh. That's actually what I imagine druidic to sound like. Celtic. Yeah. Yeah. Read me a... What's the, what's the thing say, Gwen? No idea. Welcome to my homen. This is my homen. What? It is a home. <laughs> But you know, you read Druid, don't you? Yes, I do, but I have nothing prepared as to what it might say on the front, so this is my so homin. that's the thing that Welcome you should probably ask homin. me. What does it Wait. say, Dylan? <laughs> what? Okay. So, um, the Druidic symbols aren't really a message or anything. They're just kind of the symbols for life and for, um, for Mother Gaia. Okay, so what like I that. assume as a standard Druid thing, like something I'd have carved onto my quarter staff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's like, 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 uh, like the signs that say live, laugh, love. Yeah, it's kind of just, I assume, like a common druid thing that you can yeah. be like, ah, that person's a druid, and I know right. because he has that on his squiggle. If you don't have the time to make him yourself, you can go down to Magic Michaels. Yep, exactly. Yep. Have it 3D printed for yourself. So there's the source of your smoke. Okay. Okay. Just knock on the circle. Uh, knock. Knock on the door. Nope. Knock on the circle. circle door? Three, two, one. Is cannon. it like a Hobbit door? I pictured a Hobbit door, Dylan. Does my imagination establish canon? Absolutely. Nice. Has it ever yes. not? <laughs> so I'm going to knock on it with the quarterstaff, the um, life drinker, in fact, because I'm not letting go of that one. Alrighty. Hell yep. no. Keep that in your gripper, girl. That's yeah. what um, I've been doing. You hear a sound of surprise from inside, just a, eh? <laughs> um, and then. The door opens a crack, and you can see inside a man dressed in 
very plain brown robes. Mm. Um, he's very unkempt. Yep. He has not shaved in possibly millennia. Um, his, his hair is wild and full of like twigs and leaves and stuff. Um, and he just opens the door a crack and you can Mm. barely see him. Uh, and then he looks at all of you and he throws the door open. He says, right, uh, what are you doing with the staff? What? That, uh, that staff you're carrying, that's a very important piece of my, uh, research and experimentation. Womp womp. Uh, well, uh, where did you get it? Uh, from a tree that you shoved it in and then caused a blight. And I ended yes. that blight, just so you know. Well, that's, uh... She turned the blights off. That explains some things about, uh, what happened to my experiments. Um, I thank you for ruining years of work. Sure. That was, uh, very kind of you. Okay, but li- listen to... you come to-, to return the staff, or do you just want to harangue me about blighting a forest? Well, it wasn't necessarily us haranguing you, and no, I'm not returning the staff. I think I would keep the staff. It's a kind of cool staff. I'll pay you money for it. But, um, you have to understand coming... You have to understand where I'm coming from, being a druid yourself. When you see a sickness taking over the forest, that's kind of... That's not generally a good thing. That's not <laughs> oh, I, I ain't no druid. <laughs> the, uh, you, you're talking about the... the the stuff on the door here. Yeah. I I know some druids, they blessed the home. Oh my god, cultural appropriation. Okay, who oh, are you? Ah, right. Um, You're a white guy in dreadlocks, that's what you are. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Uh, but, uh, Suddenly you're Spanish? What? I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, my name is Ars Arbold. Alright. Uh, I was a... Uh, a uh, prominent wizard in the Arcanum until uh, God, how long ago was it now? Uh, decade ago, century ago, something. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, now I I I do my own research, um, for the betterment of society as a whole. Are you so that's sure? Because you are you? a blight. I am the blight ender. Nice. She's the blight switch. <laughs> I heard that one earlier, and I was waiting for Dylan to hear it, and then he never did. Um, right, so that doesn't tell me a damn thing. Okay, very well. Uh, Lanya steps forward and offers her hand in the traditional uh, Salah Sahim greeting gesture, which is, of course, uh, uh, the fist bump. Okay. Um, ours are bold. Kind of looks at it and just goes, ah, I, uh, and then very slowly, uh, taps his knuckles against yours and goes, was that, was that correct? Well met. Hey! I am Kehelanya, daughter of Apahorzum and Vinyaya, last daughter of the Silent Savannah and Scion of the Salah Sahim, and other titles that are presumably not as alliterative or sibilant. I am on a holy quest. This is my companion, Gwenoa. Uh, no last name. And. No, Valkian. Uh, <laughs> uh, Valk- oh yeah, that's right. I apologize. I'm a bad best friend. Anyway. <laughs> it's um, okay. We don't really talk about our names much. No, we gotta, we gotta get into that. I, I'm pretty sure I talk about mine almost constantly, but that's not the point. Um, we've also got this cat back here, and, and I imagine that, that Gwen and Lanya were standing like a barn door, just yep. right yeah. next to each other, and then exactly. we, just, we just part, 
And we're like, this cat right here is a fellow Arcanum expat like yourself, one uh, Arden Polas. Oh, huh. wait. And this is the specter. Just kind of step a no. bit to show, like, the creepy man no. with the eye head. Yeah. You Well, Gwen doesn't like ours, our whatever his name is. She's kind of okay. miffed. She's kind of right. miffed by him. So we're on the social offensive? Is that what we're doing? Kind of. At least she bold, is. Uh, sees the specter goes, ah! Yeah, yeah my, my thoughts uh, precisely. What? Okay, um, the wait, hell. Wait, <laughs> Lanya catches Gwen's eye real quick, and because they both know Jive, because Lanya's been teaching it to her, uh, yeah. Lanya just real quick does the signs for good cop, bad cop, and just, <laughs> like... Nice. You know, it's a, yeah, I know, that thing's real creepy and bad, and we heard that there was a wise magic scientician in this area who might know stuff about stuff. Is that you? Are you wise? Uh, well, uh, Are you a matician? You seem so wise. You seem like a matician. I, I like just... your wisdoms would feed a village if they could eat wisdom. I like plants. That's my thing. So do I! Cool. Suddenly not so angry anymore. Be nice to each other. Uh, we, well, Excuse me, uh, clearly, clearly, uh, the, the three, four of you, does your friend drink tea? Do you want to come in for tea? Is what I'm getting at. What I kind of tea? tea? Uh, it's the tea kind. It's Wait. foraged from, it's my own thing. I forage, uh, uh, like berries and things and I make tea. Wait, are uh, there cookies? Local, locally sourced tea. It helps with my allergies, okay. you see. Um, uh, there can be cookies. Would you like cookies? I can bake some what cookies. kind of cookies? Uh, well... Locally sourced cookies. Forged from berries and wheat found in the forest. Artisanal cookies? I well, no, I, I grow my own wheat. Ah, okay. Do you have a yes, little I wheat farm? I grow my own cookies. Um, I have a cookie tree. <laughs> I want a cookie tree. Alright, very good, yes. You know, I we, could probably make one. We accept your, uh, we accept your offer of hospitality. In all the formal and informal implications that have. Wait, how small is this man and how small is this house? I wonder if Gwen is just like, Aww. over the entire time, because she is a big person. Uh, so you remember Gandalf in, uh, in Bilbo's house? Yes. Kind of like that. Okay, figured. Yeah, figured. Um, um, before we step inside, I want to roll an insight check on this cat, just to see if he's... Like if his weird science is because he's a bad person, or is he just like who knows? I just want to try to get get a feel for him. All right, and hota. Oh, new die. You are doing well. Let's see here. Except I can't read what your paint says. Well, that's a sixteen plus insight. Oh, ho, ho. guess who's trained? Uh, composite twenty. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, I think that might be the single best roll I've had in, like, <laughs> nine episodes. Um, Thanks, Except for when you rolled a natural 20. Your impression... When, I don't... I, when did I roll a nat 20? Wait, was that someone else? I think that Thanks. might have been. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyway. Your impression of this Arzar Bold fella um, is that he seems on the up and up, a little absent-minded, but sure. polite enough to offer you tea, so... Does he look like Radagast? Yeah. Thought nice. so. Okay. Um, so he uh, ushers you inside. Um, you enter into a small living room. <laughs> Usher uh, just blasting from the stereo. Yep. A fire warms the home from the brickwork fireplace. 
Uh, a kettle hangs above it. Uh, the kitchen and dining room are crowded with lush flower pots. Aww. Ooh. Gwen's going to pick through his flowers. Along the western wall, there's a flight of stairs leading to the <laughs> second story. Uh, as you examine the potted plants, you find that they are strange. Like nothing familiar to me? Yeah. Like, there, there are a couple of things that you mostly recognize, mm-hmm. but it's it's just weird things like plants that should have um, branches with three leaves have 17. Okay. Ah. Um, and there are odd fruits hanging from some of them that don't look like anything you've ever seen before. Okay. Mm. So this isn't something she I'd be aghast about. No, this they're just kind of like, like I, huh. So can I just pick one up, like shuffle over to him and be like, what did you do? Uh, you pick a, um, a, a nice blue, uh, uh, Sort of tomato-like thing. It's it's kind of firm. So finally, finally, I've seen a blue raspberry. Um, and he, uh, Bold says, "Oh, that one, right? That is a bitter fruit. Um, it was part of a plan I had to develop a new nutrient-rich food source, um, for growth in, uh." Desert communities. Ooh. Oh. Didn't quite work out. Uh, it's, it is nutrient rich and it will grow in a desert, but it tastes god awful. Is it, is it tomacco? Uh, I don't know what that means. That was a Simpsons reference that didn't land the way I wanted it to. Go right ahead. Um, so, I mean, feel free to eat it. Feel free to plant the seeds in the desert you come across. I don't really care. I doubt anyone would ever want it. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, the the plants you see up here are the successful experiments. Um, you know, the, these are, I believe, all fifth generation. Uh, uh, most of them came from uh, 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 combining a lot of a lot of seeds that uh, normally you probably shouldn't be combining, but uh, you know, I made it work. Uh, which is actually, come to think of it. Where that staff came in handy, you see. Uh, when when I was uh, putting these plants together and I made the the new things, needed some some form of energy, and well, life is a form of energy. That's what the druids teach. So, it, but this is this is a life drinker. It it ta- it takes it and gives it to others. Ah, what you were you taking it from? Forest. No greater source of life you're, energy than a You're draining patch of the forest. forest so you can grow some weird ass desert plants? Not the entire forest. Who do forest. you think you are? Oh my god. I'm not Mother m- Guy will smite you into the floor uh, and let you die. Mother Guy has been pretty chill about it so far. Well, not anymore. Brother. I'm just say look, I have been trying to improve society by killing forests. By draining part of one forest. There are a lot of forests. Why is this one so important? Because that's not how forests work. Yes, it Everything is. Everything is interconnected. You can't just say, I'm going to take this one little segment. What if I was like, hey, I want to take one of your kidneys, maybe another part of the other half. Would you be okay with it? Well, no, because those are mine. 
Same reason I'm not okay with you just taking my staff. Well, it's not yours. You forfeited it when you decided you're going to bury it into an old tree and then let that tree hurt the rest of the forest. No, I was using that as a power source uh, for experiments that could very well usher in a new golden age for humanity. But, you know, now you've gone and ruined that. The, the lung, most lung, You made me burn down a tree, sir. The most recent batches of seeds I've got growing in the basement, those would blow your mind. We could feed an entire city on one one crop. As far as you know. Lanya's just been sitting there say. watching like the ping ponging just back and forth. And she she just raises her hand like very timidly. Yes Lanya, you. Um so first of all it was really cool that you installed your staff in a tree, like objectively, your motives aside, that's that's pretty neat. Second of all, were you aware? That there were monsters because of your actions. What kind of monsters? Blight creatures, you nonk. Well, yeah, yeah, those come with the blight. So oh, you so much nothing much I could do about that. I mean, that's well, just I mean, how you a blight goes. Made, you could have you harvested have energy from happen. something else. Yeah. Well, have to what else would you have horses? suggested? Probably the sun. Can't, oh, you can't good, blight actually. the sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever tried to pull the energy from a distant star. Well, you don't pull not... the energy. You create an energy, like, thing, and this is exactly the hand motion she does, which is a flat palm and then undulating hand above it. Uh-huh. Jellyfish, jellyfish, jellyfish. Yeah, exactly. And that absorbs the energy, like some orb. You went to the Arcanum, didn't you? Shouldn't you know more about this than I do? Look, generally speaking... Or what about wind power? The wind does not power life. That's not how that works. It might... What's Arden up to while all this is going on? Uh, Arden is sitting quietly and drinking his tea. That's fair. And admiring that somebody else is fighting Winoa. <laughs> um, and he says, Look, the power of the sun, the power of the wind, all of these things could be viable sources. In combination, do create life, sir. And also Captain but, Also, if you wanted to learn something from Druids, you would know that there's a circle of life. If you kill one part of the circle, the rest of it goes... But I'm not killing all the forest. I Except killed part the, of the forest. Did you not listen to me? The forest is interconnected. Nothing is separate. They are not separate entities. It is one whole. Well, look. This cut your arms off. This blight's been going on for the last decade and a half while I've been doing my research. And, you know, and it you hasn't know, ended the world. So I didn't say it was going to end the world. What I'm saying is that it hurts the forest. And that's kind of rude. I mean, it might be rude, but, but I'm kind of, also... I mean, also rude. You also killed a massive, an old tree. Well, look, some... Do you know how many trees now probably sprouted from that one tree? Yeah, and they're all healthy and living. As Good far job. as you're concerned. Yeah, they're healthy and living now because I burned down your stupid tree. Look, the point that I'm trying to make here is that I've tried many sources of energy. It turns out, pulling life and using it to make life is one of the most efficient uses of transferable energy. Well, and I'm sorry that that caused a small patch of a small forest some anguish, but I don't it like has already improved the life of one man, which is something, well, and it's going to improve the lives of many people. Ours. Will it, though? Ours. Yes. So... My people, have you heard of the Salah Sahim? Are you uh, Salah Savannah? Uh, uh, okay, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. All right. So, 
being nomadic or not a very science-minded people, but there are tales of uh, giant creatures that once roamed the plains, and eons ago they died, and eventually their bodies turned into this very thick uh, sort of oily substance that we found could be a very efficient fuel when burned. Have you considered this this alternative energy resource? Um, well, fire, one of the most energetic sources... Exactly, it burns. It burns lovely. Um, and could, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it'll could, never run out. It could be an effective source of energy, but, like I said, life for life is one of the most, most efficient, and therefore one of the best choices. Besides that, the forest, I will have you know, I have been keeping very close tabs on. I have been making sure that the blight doesn't spread to the entire thing. Making the forest itself a renewable source of energy. I mean, obviously, you weren't paying such close attention if you didn't know that the blight creatures were going around doing blight creature things, sir. Eh, it just comes with the blight. I patrol the uh, the borders of the blight, make sure it, uh, you know, stays stays kept in a bit. And yet, all day, when we were fighting a tree, not once did we see you. Not even once. Yeah, have you posted? Have you posted warnings? Like, does anyone know you're doing this? What if innocent people came through? Well, more innocent than us, anyway. And and just got like straight up murderated in their face paste. Well, oh, but Lanya, he's for life for life. He, you, you know. see, generally right. speaking, people don't come through this forest because generally there's speaking, right. a very large patch of very dangerous stuff in it. So they they but tend to if, stay away. What if they're unaware of the dangerous patch as we were until you know I communed with Lady Guy and then found that you were hurting the forest with your ugly staff. That's and now you mine, took my it upon yourself to destroy decades-long experiments. Except I didn't know it was a decade-long decade long experiment. And that's my mad man. Just go off in she druidic. That's an excellent point. <laughs> I don't Just know what that means. start yelling at you in druidic. Um, but the point here is that I would like my staff back. I would like it back very much. I am willing to trade you stuff for it. I don't know what stuff. What do you want? I mm. want the staff, actually. Well, you can't have the staff. For one Wait, thing, it's mine. Well, fighters, keepers, losers, weepers, sir. And for sir. another thing, that is a very dangerous staff and in the wrong hands. So. I think I know how to handle it better than you do. You clearly don't. Well, I mean, you stuck it in a tree and decided yeah. you were going to drain life from part of a whole forest. You've made a pretty good argument for your hands being the wrong ones. No, my hands are the right ones. I'm making you- great strides. Did you make my this staff, or did you find it? I made it. Out of okay. Elderwood from an elder tree. The elder tree that you force the staff into? Yes! Hurt? It turns out, if you make a thing from a thing, that thing that you made is a great conduit for the bigger thing that it came from. And what about the pearl? These are the basic pearl? principles. What about your the thing- pearl? Your thingamism theory is solid. What about the pearl? She just kind of shakes the staff at him. <laughs> rah, rah, rah. What, what is mean, that? What about the pearl? What is that? It's a big pearl. Where did you find the big pearl? He shrugs and just sort of... <laughs> and, uh, and you think that you are the best keeper of this staff? Yes. I don't think so. First of all, you are the size of an ant. I am the size of a million ants. I'll have you know that an ant can lift a hundred times its weight. Yes, and a million ants can lift more than that. Um, okay. Um, I'm going to shoot Gwen a look that says, Trust me, or go with this, or just... Okay. And uh, and Lanya is going to say to R is going to say, look, either 
you tell us where you got that pearl, which our extremely upsetting ally is very, very interested in acquiring, which has caused us no small amount of concern, I can assure you. Either you tell us where you got the pearl, or my giant friend here is going to snap yonder staff over her knee, and we are going to take our leave and leave you in the ruins of your research. And she's going to roll deception, because there's no way in hell we're breaking this staff, obviously, but he doesn't need to know that. Right. I mean, you know, when might, if it, like, comes to it, it's a terrible thing. That probably shouldn't be in the hands of anyone. Okay. Can can I, I get, mean, like, a bonus for Gwen's sincerity? <laughs> can I use my inspiration to help with this roll? Because I haven't used that yet. Uh, So, inspiration would let him roll the d20 twice. Okay. Well, what did you roll? Um, I apparently can only roll 12s on deception checks, so it's a 13 total. Why can you only roll 12s? No, oh, is that just, you haven't just, rolled it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so then I'm going to spend my inspiration to let him roll again. Roll. I'll roll it again. Do I have an inspiration too? No, did I spend mine? You, used you it. spent yours. I spent mine, okay. And hota! Oh, that's much better. That is a 17, all told. Okay. Um, I'll do She's crazy. She'll do it. Or what we'll makes just... you think she won't? Gwen just, like, other, other hand just, like, lights on fire after, you know, putting down the plant. Arbold, yeah. uh... Like, throws up his hands and goes, wait, 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 don't, don't break the staff, I need it. Oh, now he wants to talk, okay. I got the pearl. Uh-huh. In a very dark cave. Uh-huh. Very far away from here. Oh, my. Like the Arcanum cave? No. Okay. Wait, what? The, like, when you go into the Arcanum sewer. It's a long story. Don't worry That's about it. That's where we met our spooby buddy, you know, it's a dark cave. Druid, Was this Druid cave to the southwest of On here? the outside? No, the cave was far to the west of here, near the shore. Okay, okay. cool. Never mind. New You're cave. good. Nice. Sorry, we didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, there were very large clams. <laughs> they had very large pearls in them. Were they it large seemed, to you? It seemed like the pearls would be a good conduit for energy transfers. Turns out I was right. Dire clams. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Snapping at him. Feral mollusks wandering the shore. <laughs> and I'll have you know, it was not easy to take the pearls. Well, what if I... I don't want to get you a new one. I don't want you to have the staff. Well, the staff is mine. Well, you left it in a tree. Now it's mine. That's how this works, That's buddy. not at all how that works. Do you have your name written on it? Uh, somewhere, possibly. Check the carvings. Just examines the carvings of the staff. Do I find a name? Uh, you find a lot of runic sigildry that you uh, cannot decipher. Okay, shake it at him. There's no name here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. You know, I so I don't really know. I don't know. Like this guy. I mean, he can't be allowed to continue his his blight nonsense, obviously. But I mean, aside from that, if he's if he's just doing research, yeah. I mean, should we just like leave him alone? Yeah, I well, mean, I mean if, like, okay. well, if he made one blight staff, there's no reason he can't make another. Although, if he yeah. could easily make another, why would he be so upset about this one? Yeah, exactly. I think he needed a large power source, and the massive and very, very old elder tree that he decided to sacrifice was a very large right. power source. I am so personally angry about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Lanya as well. Her people are very in tune with the land, naturally. Yeah. And just, this this guy's a jerk, but she's stuck in her good cop role. Yep. Um, at eight... This isn't going anywhere productive. Not until you give me my staff, no. Yeah, well, okay, so yeah, it's not going anywhere productive. Um, we're very sorry about your research. 
maybe if you continued into directions that weren't so ethically questionable and environmentally unsound... What is ethically questionable about providing food for large swaths of people that cannot grow their own food? I have okay, a question. Have you done that, though? I no, have no a- but I'm very close! I have a question for you, Ars Arbol. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Why were you kicked out of the Arcanum? Oh, Arden, Arden's in the bag. I wasn't bowl. kicked. <laughs> I wasn't kicked out. Why were you exiled from the Arcanum? I wasn't exiled. I retired. Yeah. Did you though? Yes. Do you know who Matron Songhammer is? I do. She's a bitch. We, we well, both immediately like him a lot. Yeah, more. we're like, you're, that's fair, but also, so you just decided to leave the Arcanum? Well, there were. Political factors. There was like what? Did you poison a bunch of people? No. Why would I do that? Because you seem like the type of man to do that on accident and not really consider the things that you do. You My don't seem to really care. The... Aside from starts yelling in druidic again. Exactly. My yeah. work is for the betterment of all people. Okay. How At the you... cost of our tree. It's not or several trees. Whatever. Okay. What if? What? Oh God. What if Gwen? Gwen, look at me. Hi. Deep breath, okay? <laughs> three deep breaths through your nose, out through your mouth. What if Gwen helps you find an alternative energy source that doesn't cause literal monsters? Ours wandering around, trying to eat my face mouth. All but, right. Okay, what, what if- and our shins. What do you propose? I don't I get Gwen. You found one of these pearls already, right? Could you perhaps use this pearl to... Absorb energy from the sun. Like I said before, it is a, a good idea. better power source. It's the, the source sun is not a better power source. For one thing... It's, it's a giant star! For one Wait. thing, it's the conversion of fire to life. That's already inefficient. But then, you have, to, you have to factor in that you're not even using the entire damn sun. You're using a tiny part of it that shines on the pearl. Which should be enough. What if you got it's a not, lot of pearls? It's not enough. What if we get you the sun? No, that's not, that's not practical. <laughs> Come on, Lanya, use your head. Okay. Ours. How close are you to completing your research? I couldn't possibly tell you. So this, you don't know if you're close at all. This latest batch is promising. What, but what? there's always okay, unforeseen, uh, uh, factors, things that you couldn't possibly know until the experiment is, is done. Okay. With the aid of a druid, do you think that you could get your, like, the crop you're working, like, your current project, do you think that with the aid of a druid, you could possibly speed up that timetable and accomplish what it is you're trying to do? Who knows? The trouble now is that the current project is destitute. Without the, without the staff powering the seeds, the seeds are not viable. However, once the plant is fully grown and matured and produces its own seeds, those are viable. You have destroyed plants that were ten years in the making. They hadn't produced viable seeds yet, but we were close, and now you've destroyed it all. I have to start from scratch. Gwen, do you have any, like, make plants grow powers? Um... I am going to... God, we do a lot of arguing on this show. We really do, actually. It is my primary means of communication. That's You know yourself, I respect that. Um... I'm trying to, and here's, you know, and also I find it really interesting that I've gotten you both to be um, anti-GMOs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, could I technically use enhance ability to help the plant grow? Uh, what is that? You touch a creature and bestow upon a magical enhancement. Oh, it's a creature. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Well, but what what benefits could it confer? I don't know. It just helps it grow magically. Me... Magic growth serum. Let's see. The target gains. Okay, so this is a. Is it a temporary thing? This is a stat buff. Is okay. what this is. Okay. Okay. Idea. Idea. So Gwen's a druid, so she's got that whole natural I believe, world. I don't yeah. believe plants have uh, dexterity scores, so... Some of them. Anyway, <laughs> so Gwen's a druid, got that whole natural world thing going on. Lanya is trained in survival, has a real good one, because natural world, rah-rah. Could we, with our combined efforts... And here's here's another thing about playing this game that I quite like is that we're trying to figure out what it is we can do in this situation. Not necessarily what Dylan wants us to do, but what our what our options are. And it's kind of frustrating, but it's also kind of fun. Because if I just said, Dylan, what do you what do you want us to do here? Then that would end the fun. Then that yeah. wouldn't it, yeah, exactly. It's not like it's not like I just go to game facts and be like, <laughs> what is what's Dylan's deal right here? Dylan's deal is this. Thanks, D Jellybean, author of this fact. Okay. Yep. He, he wrote a bunch of Final Fantasy facts. I love also, I would quite, I would quickly like to point out that GMOs are not this harmful, but <laughs> yeah, that's screw you for that. By the way, <laughs> no, it's not necessarily GMOs. Yeah, we're not opposed to the product. We're opposed to the methods used in making it. I'm keeping that desert fruit. But yeah, no. Considering both our backgrounds in nature, would we perhaps be, be good able to help in a way? Yeah, like, my ancestors are already dead. We can hang out here for a little while and be research assistants with this cat. Yeah. Um, sure. Without having to disrupt the whole circle. Of... Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, how much time do you guys want to devote to this? How long would it take? Untold amounts of time, because... Fair enough. See, I mean, you, we... you're talking to somebody who has been working on this for ten years and hasn't produced a viable seed. Is yeah, it also but he's a dumb. man? He, this is also a man that's in the middle of nature that has like almost no idea how it how like properly works. works. So if we well, stay like a couple days and you know show him the ways, what what makes you think he doesn't know how it works? Okay, well he doesn't. He know has how produced it works from a viable seeds standpoint. already. Ish viable ish seeds that, but you know, once you throw enough things at a wall, something's going to stick, isn't it? Possibly. Yeah, but if it's pasta, that's beside the point. What you're saying is. Your ideas about how things work are the only proper ideas about how okay, they work. not the proper ideas. Whereas but... this is somebody who has opposing ideas that have produced viable results. Okay, so we have three very different approaches to how the natural world works. Right. So instead of trying to browbeat each other with them, why don't we cross-reference them, see what works, see what doesn't, see what we can go on. Maybe we can get some help from Arden. Maybe we can get yeah. some help from Spooky McFeathershuffle. And are um, you guys going to spend... Two days? Are you going to spend well, a month? Well, I was are you going trying, to be here for years? That would, was my question. I was what? trying to say we'd probably stay for a couple of days and like show him and demonstrate what we know, or at least write it down somewhere, but then you're like, no! <laughs> no! Why don't we take two weeks? Yeah. Because that's okay. like a good amount of time where... Yeah. Because we're not we're not gonna stay here like until the project is complete. But he for for some reason this really reminds me of Fallout. But like if we can get him. Like, the basis of a working system that will get him the results he wants without harmful side effects. If we can just get him on that road, then I think we can call it good. Yeah. Okay. Um, bum, 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 bum. Then you are going to 
Um, bum, 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 bum. The the deal that Ars Arbold proposes is that you stay with him for two weeks. Sure. Help him with his research. You return the staff, and then you go be on your merry way, regardless of the results. I don't want to return the staff. I mean, to be to make something that is meant to... I don't know. I don't like the feeling of the staff. Either. He promises that the staff uh, will not be in use. He just wants to keep it safe. Well, what makes right. him think is it? But like, why is it safer with him? Can I? Can we? Can we make some kind of like magical binding agreement on that? Like, can we make him like swear on his magic or something? Sure. Okay. No, what I mean is, will that mechanically work? Like, if he breaks an oath sworn on his magic, will he lose his magic? That's what I'm driving at. Like uh, the blood oath thing in Harry Potter. Exactly. <laughs> sure, a ritual could be devised. Okay, okay let's devise that shit, I will, son. I will hand over the staff in that case. Okay. Very good. Also, he offered to compensate us for the staff earlier. Also, we'd be earning wages as research assistants. He can do something for us. Alrighty. All of these things are agreeable. Wait, but we have to make sure the Spectre isn't going to take the staff when it's not in my possession. Nah, he seems to respect possession like as an institution, so I, I think Hopefully. we're good. Okay. Also, it's worth noting that the Spectre would not enter the home. Okay, so he's just standing oh, outside. Dang, yeah. God, Does we he... didn't even ask. We're bad at this. Were we welcomed inside? We were yeah. welcomed inside. We were. We were formally so, invited. There's yeah. something about this place the Spectre doesn't like. Right. It's not just the rules. Yep. Okay. Then, um, yeah. All, Can we all occasionally go outside during the two weeks to like give him tea and like cookies? Oh, of course. We're not going to yeah. spend all day every day sciencing. We'd burn ourselves yeah. out. Alrighty. Uh, so you make this deal. You seal it in a circle. Um. Arzarbold swears by his name and his magic that uh, the staff will never again see use um, and that it will, in fact, be disposed of properly. Cool. cool. Um, so just setting it on fire. <laughs> and then you chill with him for two weeks as research assistants. Cool. Uh, and we will convene again next week and find out how that went. Real because life two weeks. Nice, nice. In world. Cool. Wait, since we're, okay, like, to, to, to shatter the illusion of many of our listeners, like, we, we record a lot of these at a time, and then we release them. Are we doing this every two weeks or every week? I thought it was every week, every Friday. Oh, yeah. yeah. So tune in every Friday for more Dice and Virtue with us. With these guys. With these Hopefully. angry hippies. So much angry hippies, so much arguing with a scientist, so many GMO symbolisms that we didn't notice until it was too late. <laughs> much oh, like man. the real world won't notice until it's too late, am I right, guys? Nice. Thank you for nice. listening, everybody. We'll be back again next week. Bye. Find us on semiautomagicinc.com and on Twitter at semiautomagi uh, and at actually, Dice and Virtue. Di- di- yeah, da- and we're at, yeah. Dice yeah, no, and I got Virtue. there. Okay, sorry, sorry, buddy. We also have a Facebook. So, yeah, reach out and touch someone, just hopefully not the creepy McFeatherface. Ask permission first. Bye, all our buddies. Bye.